Hello, and welcome to episode 57 of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, Dr. Desmond Forrest Oates, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. Mr. Landers, how nice of you to join us, and thanks for not showering. He's <laughs> super instinct. <laughs> super instincts. <laughs> Al, on this episode, we're going to be discussing the death of Bond, casting updates for the Joker and the Batman, Ethan Hawke's point of view, upcoming fall flicks, and Keanu Reeves on a horse, all before diving into our flick of the week, get over it. But first, what are we drinking? We're going to be discussing a lot more than that, because yeah, for once, you got I have news. many news, and I think we have like one thing overlapping. Did you get the 20-piece nugget? Still 20-piece? Uh, it's not a full 20. <laughs> you ate some of the car on the way here, but <laughs> you still got a decent amount left over? Yeah, no, it's right, going to be a right. lot. Um, and also, I love the synchronicity of you calling me Dr. Desmond Forrest Oates <laughs> and me choosing probably his best line yeah. in the movie. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, that was not planned. This is just this how we this do is it. what happens as a happy accident. It's what makes our show our show. I'm not going to say so great because maybe it is, maybe it isn't. <laughs> right. this, is what, this is what makes it be. <laughs> this is what makes it be it. Oh, my God. That's us. All right. What do we got here? So we have. Well, why don't you read? Halfbra <laughs> <laughs> House, Walter Schweizen. <laughs> Not terrible. Walter Schweizen. Uh, yes, we're drinking Halfbra House, Walter Schweizen, product of Germany. Typically, I like to read you guys everything on the can, but most of this is not in English. Um, a surprising amount of it is in Chinese. <laughs> yeah, there's a fair amount of Chinese and probably. Well, I think there's multiple different. Um, uh, Asian characters yeah. here. So I'm going to say there's some Japanese, some Chinese, probably some Korean. It looks like there. there's some Korean on there. As well as um, some Spanish, Italian, French. There's also, uh, I bet you pretty somebody, sure really, somebody gets Russian. <laughs> ah, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, oh, you know, there's something over there that might be uh, Portuguese. Ah. So I'll read you the things that are in English because those are the things I can read. Uh, this is premium imported from Germany beer. It's from Braunschweig, Germany. It's brewed in accordance to the German purity law, which we all know is the Reinheitsgebot. I love that. <laughs> and that was what I was listening to before, and I asked you if you can hear that. Yeah, <laughs> so I was brushing up on my yeah. <laughs> I was brushing up on my pronunciation. <laughs> Good old gal. Uh, this is 5.3% alcohol by volume. This is 500 milliliters because it's German, so they don't measure it in uh, pints. Sure, sure. But it's roughly a pint. It's, it's Is it slightly more or slightly less? I forget, and I did not look up the um, comparison. The can feels slightly taller, so I'm going to guess it's slightly more. But it also looks like it could be skinnier. That's, this is true. You make you make an excellent point. <laughs> uh, it's it's a very pretty beer to look at. It is a wheat beer, so it's very hazy. Let's see. It's much uh, darker than I expected it to be when I cracked the can. It's not that it's dark. It's just that it has very little light that passes through. Mm-hmm. If you put it up directly in front of bright light, like I am in front of my computer screen, um, you can see that the coloration is pretty light. Yeah, but it, it's, I I don't want to put that in front of the light because as soon as you do that. It looks like the uh, the drink that the doctor makes in uh, the second Ninja Turtles movie. Uh, that when they have to, when they have I to drink recall. it. <laughs> okay, well, it looks like this, which is kind of like 
I mean, it's a pukey color, if we're being honest. <laughs> it is, uh, it's got a nice head to it, as most wheat beers tend to. Um, smells delightful. Uh, yeasty, weedy. Yeah, those are not my two favorite words. All right. Shall we give this a taste? Yeah, sure. Cheers. That was the... I need something better. Hang on. Hang on, hang on. I got I got That's... Wait, what was this noise? <laughs> I'll take that. Oh, I had a bottle. <laughs> nice. I had a bottle. <laughs> That's good. And here's why. Yeah, I generally don't care for these. But I like this. Uh, I, I do. And this is the right weather for it. Actually, it's probably even a smidge too hot for it. I believe most mm. uh, the wheat beers are more supposed to be like spring becoming summer. Mm. Or okay. summer becoming fall. One of those two. That's got a lot of nice flavor to it. It does. I, I'm going to be honest. Like there's um, things that I, there's two flavors that I really don't love in beer. And that is like whenever I get that, that Belgian-y flavor, which we've talked about in, in the past. I don't know what sorry, that, flavor you kind of cut out on me. Oh, sorry. That, that Belgian-y flavor. Oh. And yeah, that's, that's not here. Typically, that's, uh, um, that's, oh. Oh, okay. And then this wheat, this like Weizen flavor, that like what these beers are. I generally don't care for it, but this is better than usual. This is from the old country, so That's it's... probably why. Especially when is, you're going to put the law right there on the can. Its tradition is since 1627, so... Mm, mm. They've been perfecting this for a long time. They've been doing some stuff. Yeah, They've been it's nearly thinking. 400 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just 400? Also, it's, uh, yeah, no. Well, no, sorry, I guess it's, what, 300, or 400, or 390, rather? Something like that? I gotta say, yeah, because, because for that reason alone, the Wisens, I, when you gave me this whole, this care package, this was the one I was least looking forward to, but nice. I'm enjoying it thoroughly, so. I'm glad we've exceeded expectations. I know, I know I can always count on you. At I least, had this At least before. for beer, your last movie pick was atrocious. <laughs> I didn't recommend it because I thought it was a good movie. I was curious to see it, and since I saw it, and we plan on doing it for the show, <laughs> I, know, I, know. I made sure to let you know to see it. Right. But this beer, this movie, is a cleansing of the palate from last week. Agreed. Agreed. Well done. Well done. Also, I love these like super classical like German uh, like art on these cans. It's yeah, there's like, like a coat of arms. <laughs> yeah, it's a coat of arms, and there's like wheat or barley stalks in the background it's kind of a cool like yeah. green color it's a good vibe really good beer yeah big fan well done al well done you are appreciated so good you got a lot of news well, actually wait oh speaking of appreciation mm. let's dive in briefly to something that i brought to your attention yesterday uh-oh yesterday the fact that we have reviews on iTunes that I didn't know we yeah, had. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> we should probably Speaking check in of, on those things every once in a while. <laughs> well, the thing is, I typically just deal with the Spinchune website. Right. And you deal with the SoundCloud stuff directly. Yep. So I don't check out our stuff on iTunes very often. Um, and I saw that we had two five-star reviews. Yeah. Um, from, last, from last fall. I wish I had been aware of that. Right, <laughs> um, and uh, we really appreciate that. So, so if thank you, kindly. you, so thank you kindly, those of you who 
reviewed us. Anyone who hasn't yet who would like to, it's good for us because yeah, good or we bad. Will get not going to good or bad. Would love would love the feedback. Constructive, constructive criticism we, we appreciate. We love the feedback. Um, and uh, also the more we get reviewed, the more our stuff can grow and the more cool things. Yeah, we- yeah, exactly. So uh, help help us help you. <laughs> help me <laughs> help you. <laughs> I thought that was cool. It just oh, feels man. really real to see that. Yeah. Because it's like it's not like we have people that we've never met before or never talked to before who listen to us. We have friends and family who listen to us. It's cool to get people reaching out to us who we don't know. Yeah. Tell us how well, much they like our stuff. I, I love that. It's it's great. It's funny. There's you know we got friends and family who listen to it, and then there's like the ones that you know you've you've shared it with that you expect you know you know they're going to listen to it because they appreciate the same stuff we do so yeah they'll listen to it and then there's like the occasional family or friend that is like hey listen to your show and i liked it i'm like huh <laughs> yeah it's getting around <laughs> even though i didn't explicitly tell you it's there so i appreciate you all thank you so much um yeah but when you sent me that you were like we have reviews and i read the reviews and i was like what and you said i know <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so cool. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Thank you. Oh, God. This is what the next review. Stop slamming the damn table. <laughs> you know, the first one actually wasn't that bad when you when you followed it back up with another one. That one was much louder. So to be clear, the first one was me accidentally tapping the table and not realizing I was close enough to hit it. And then I scared myself, pulled the glass back, realized I pulled it back too far, <laughs> pushed it forward, and then slammed it into the table <laughs> just for good measure. Oh my goodness. So you have a lot of news. I've got some news. How about, do you want to kick it off? Sure. All right. What do you got? Maybe you'll Um, overlap with some of these and I could just cross them off. So I have some hard news. I have some hard news. Musings of my own. And I have one (laughs) thought experiment type conversation between the two of us. So why don't you tell me what you want to Um, tackle first? Let's start with the hard news. Okay. Some hard, <laughs> Sorry. Some hard news. Ben Affleck could lose his Batman role due to post rehab insurance costs, experts say. That's okay. an, an, a story broken by the rap today. Okay. Yeah, I did I did see something about him probably not officially no longer being a part of it because of this, but I didn't read into it because I Well, there's been a really long care. there's been a long running like rumors about this because of how this movie's kind of been in production hell there's been some questions whether or not he was trying to negotiate his way out right this and that <laughs> so um, he decided was... you know what i'm gonna do <laughs> i'm gonna get wrecked <laughs> so that i can do this movie well i what i what didn't happened? realize was that he's been to rehab twice mm-hmm. and he's now going for a third time second in about a year's span sheesh um so that sort of thing causes for big budget movies um they they have to take out insurance policies on their stars and um it may be so very cost prohibitive that they'll try to negotiate him out of the role and all the speculation about him leaving was kind of kicked off by those that horrific press tour he did for either batman or superman or justice league i forget which one Mm -hmm. remember that one that spawned a million gifts of him looking like he Found out his puppy died. Yeah, when he was sitting next to Henry Cavill, <laughs> <laughs> he was in that moment sad. Batman. Yes, uh, that's brutal. I mean, it 
in most cases, I feel like people are quick to be like, oh, what do you have to be upset about? In all seriousness, wish people the best. People are always going through things and you don't know what they are. So, yeah, sorry no, and to I've, hear that. I've been well documented uh, for saying how much I don't like him mm-hmm. in general and as an actor. But substance abuse issues are yeah. serious. So I don't better. wish him ill based on that. I, I wish him well. I hope he straightens his life out. But um, yeah. Indeed. And this this also spawns one other little piece of news that or rumors, I guess, is probably more appropriate. Uh, there was a rumor circulating the last couple of days that Oscar Isaac was Join in the Joker potentially talks for no the Batman movie. Oh, sorry. The, oh, sorry. I had this backwards. Yes, the Batman movie. I have something else and about the Joker movie. There were some people. <laughs> so there were some rumors, although more of it was just speculation and wishful thinking that he may be in talks for the role of Batman himself. Interesting. Which in conjunction with the story would make sense. Although that apparently has been um, shot down officially by the same person who broke the story. So, Oh, well, you know what? Here's the thing. We've talked about this before. We're going to talk about it again. I'm sure 600 more times before these movies come out. DC EU has hurt me. You told me you said the words Batman. <laughs> Show me on the Batman doll where they touched you. You you told you just said two things that should have made me ecstatic, right? You said the Batman and you said Oscar Isaac. But you put the two together and I'm like what are they going to do to my boys now? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm it's just at this point it's just whatever. It's it's also supposedly though not true. Not gonna happen. So, um, but I mean, I hate what they've been doing with DC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if there was someone who was gonna get me excited to be cast in the role, Oscar Isaac would be on the short list. Yeah, I am a big fan of his as an actor. So for sure, uh, but uh, <laughs> that's that's what I want. That's how I want to feel. But in, what I actually feel is, what are you gonna do to him now? <laughs> that's, yeah, no, that's, that's how true. I feel. The other news that came out in the same genre is on the Joker movie is that Alec Baldwin will be playing Thomas Wayne. Yes. And again, you say Joker, I should be very excited because I love the Joker. But I just... I I hate that we're getting another, another Joker already. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why... There's so many villains. Why are they doing Joker again, again? Why are they doing it with Joaquin Phoenix I don't care about any of this. I and really that's the don't. thing. The Joker was done incredibly well the first time. Uh, when I say the first time, I mean 89. It was done incredibly well. And against all odds, it was topped the next time it came around. Stop. But the thing, you're, you're thing good. is, there was, there was 20 years between those movies. Yeah. 19. 19 years. Now, there's been like... Seven years, nineteen since that, and now it's, like, it's been nineteen minutes. Like out. Three, yeah. So it's just—it's kind of the same stuff that I went through with Spider-Man, where I didn't like that they recast it with Andrew Garfield, and I didn't like that they recast it again, again. At least they did it right. Yeah. But I, that's more—that's looking at results over process. Mm-hmm. I hated the process. Yeah, this—at least it was more of a course correction, getting into the hands of Marvel, um, but. It's still it is it was it was still too soon, um, but that being said, I, I loved Homecoming, and 
there's just you know there's just so many Batman villains though that you can actually use, and yeah. you can or ones that maybe you've done in the past that you can revisit because you can take a different you like similar to how you revisit a Joker or Two Face, revisit Penguin. You could do something interesting with that character. Bring in uh, the, Hugo Strange. Was, that would be amazing. Do was, the do the uh, Mister Freeze from the comic. Like do do something like that. There was heavy rumors of someone to play the Penguin. Was it was it Josh Gad? Was that who it was? I think so. And that seemed to not have been a thing, or at least it didn't come to fruition. So, um, yeah, you know, whatever. But like, yeah, I mean, although Danny DeVito also did, I thought a pretty good job. But not that I know yeah. a ton about the comic character, but uh, that's actually one of the few things that I remember from that uh, particular Batman movie. I'm not super well versed with the first two. I saw them. I haven't seen them since I was fairly young. He was gross and terrifying, and it was great. <laughs> yes. Yes, I remember being creeped out by him as a, as a kid. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens there. Again, we'll be we'll report on this stuff as it comes in, but I'm not getting excited. No, I just thought that was an interesting cluster of stories. Yeah. It is. It is. There's, oh, su- surprising, there's drama around DCEU stuff that's happening. Great. Oh, no. Color me surprised. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, going back, revisiting something from last week, uh, and the the Bond news that we had talked about, um, where Danny Boyle had left the film, there was I was reading this article about the reasons why, and I would love to hear your take on this. He one of the reasons I'm sure there's more than one. One of the, the reasons that thing was seemed like it was the biggest one. The villain was one of the big ones. The other one. Which what I which from the article that I read I took away as being the biggest was that they wanted to kill Bond off at the end of the movie. Oh, in a, I have in heard a spectacular that. way. And he's like No. <laughs> like I go like absolutely not. I will not do that. And then again, like you said, there was also issues with the villain. And it's just like Don't don't kill off Bond. Unless you're killing off Daniel Craig to kill him off and go back to the old ways of doing Bond, because as you as we know from last week, <laughs> I appreciate the old versions of those movies way better. But, I mean, to a certain extent, they've kept some of the old ways, namely keeping around an actor way too long to play <laughs> Bond, a la Sean Connery. Um, I forget which one it was, the last one that he did, but... He wore so much makeup in that to make him not look like he was ancient. Yeah. That he looked like he was like trying to wear makeup in the style of a woman. Better idea. New James Bond movie. Sean Connery. (laughs) (laughs) Sean Connery who hasn't acted in anything in 10 years. Yes. I'd watch that. I'd be immediately interested in that. I love him. I mean, I do, I do too. But no. Now I just want to. Watch. He was too. He was too old in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That movie is fifteen years ago. Yeah. But I just want to watch the Last Crusade now. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. Yeah, he's great in that. Oh, he's fantastic. I absolutely love him. Anyway, that's that's some of the stuff going on with the Bond movie. I don't honestly. I don't. Again, another thing that I don't really care too much about at this point. Actually, uh, this just reminded me, just you talking about doing old Connery, reprising himself as old Bond now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw someone say, everyone, you know what needs to happen with the whole Batman stuff to get it onto the right path. We need to do a 
Batman Beyond movie, and we need to have Michael Keaton come back yeah, and play absolutely. old Bruce Wayne. I've heard that and before, like, and I'm like 100% on board. It's like, yeah, we've gotten to the right time. We could do that now, yes. Yeah. That, w- that would be amazing. And just flip it and be like, okay, this this whole canon that we're doing sucks. Let's go back and revisit the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> I'd be on board. I also absolutely love my... You want to get nuts? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> uh, I love that movie. What's your next... Do you have, you have more hard news? Um, I... I wouldn't call it hard news, but it's okay. news. Um, uh, episode nine casting news. Okay. Um, so I do, we didn't talk about it last week, although I th- or it might have been the day after we recorded last week. That's probably why. Uh, Dominic Monaghan has been cast in episode nine in an unnamed role thus far. That name sounds familiar. Who is that? Uh, that is Mariotic Brandybuck from the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, as you well think I know as those characters by name, that's adorable. Mary and Pippin. Oh, thank you. That's see, thank you. That's all you have to say. <laughs> I know who that is. Shut up. <laughs> um, He's I, good. Well, yes, uh, he is. And you know, friends with J.J. Abrams, he was one of the main characters on Lost. I think so. At least for the first few seasons, I think. And just today, there was a story that. I think it's Matthew Smith, one of the Doctor Who's, okay. was just cast as well in episode nine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I heard that one. Cool. No, no info on the characters though, right? On either of them. Uh, nothing thus far now. Cool. Although, do you have I, speculations? I, I do you have wild that. speculations? <laughs> Sorry, I got really excited. We know. haven't had them in a while. Well, it's hard to because Abrams is back fully in charge, so Mystery Box is alive and well, and they've only been shooting for like two weeks, so. Although I did see something today about rumors of revealing a new planet in set photos or something, but there was so very little to go on with that that I didn't bother. So interesting, interesting. I am curious. So stay tuned for wild speculation. The thing is, you the have wild to speculation have them is early. Have to wait because the movie still is not going to come out for another what 14, 15 months, something so. like that. So I don't know. Look for those in like five months. Yeah, uh, that's Six probably months. when they'll start to pick up. Yeah, the thing is, you, you have to. It's it's like a bell curve, right? You can't have them too early because they're they're just absurd speculations, and like who cares? You can't have them too late because then they're just speculations. We have enough to work with. You got to have it right in that sweet spot where you could say something absolutely absurd, but there is a chance that it can happen, and then if it does, you're a genius. <laughs> so you're telling yep. me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> what was all that one in a million talk? <laughs> uh, dumb and dumber so much. Um. On the on the the topic of episode nine, though, I saw something going around on Twitter the last couple of days um, from some Star Wars fan account, um, I, which I just found to be an interesting, entertaining thought experiment conversation type of thing. Um, especially since someone, oh, I think it was Chuck Wendig, who is an author who I think wrote one of the Star Wars novels since they started doing the new canon, um, and he put like a list of these ridiculous things, but one of them was, some of them weren't that ridiculous and I don't remember all of them, but one of them was one that I had already been saying to you since before, shortly before, um, uh, return of the Jedi, the last Jedi, or actually it might've been right after we saw it, um, that they, they need to give Ray a two bladed lightsaber. Um, that's something I would love to see for the new one, but so that's, or, or that something like that, because 
that's part of like who she was in her training. It would make perfect sense to do it. Um, and it would be a differentiation point. Even I know Maul did his, but like it's something that's fairly uncommon. So why not give her something unique? She considering she spent two movies with someone else's lightsaber. That's old and iconic. Give her something that makes it a hundred percent her own. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was the thought experiment thing. What's something you'd like to see in episode nine or maybe multiple things? Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, I can't say Lando cause that's going to be there. Um, yes. Confirmed. Multiple things. Interesting. I, I want to see a time jump. Yes. And I think that that seems probable. I don't know how probable it is though, because unless it takes place during multiple time frames, because I, I want to see a significant time jump. Well, it's not going to be 30 years. But I don't think it's going to be 10 or 15 either. No, I, I'm thinking it's going to be somewhere in the 1 to 5 range, and I'm, I'm fine with that. As long as it's enough time. The thing is, I want, in this current state of affairs, right, in this new age of Star Wars, in this practical effects style for a lot of these things, and then all the beauty that they're making these movies with, I want an insane Jedi battle. Just a crazy off the wall, people not that good at it. So I want people to be trained, but not that trained. We're just all hell's breaking loose on screen. So you want like a barroom brawl type yeah. of Jedi battle. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And I want high stakes. That so are you want to not you wanna, off a of planet stakes, but something else. So you want to <laughs> you want to recreate the Anakin in the temple scene, but with someone who's not Anakin entering the temple. Maybe, but that was very one-sided. I don't want it to be one-sided. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was pretty unfair how much more skilled he was than all of them. That's what I'm saying. I want, you like lower the difficulty setting. Yeah. Like I want that feel of like building the rebellion that you get in rogue one, but you're building this Jedi order again. And fighting with passion because you believe that something is so right and like you can't stand by this terrible thing that's happening and you have to give it your all and i want to see this whole create like i want to build up and a dramatic battle with all of this stuff going on i think that would be really cool to see because i think they could pull it off today on screen really well well i think what we know of abrams he'll probably cleave a little closer to what traditionally uh, Star Wars is going to hold, but I don't think he's going to completely undo everything that Ryan Johnson did. Cause I think that no. they wouldn't have let him make that movie if they were going to plan on doing undoing it all. Right. So I think that they may hew a little bit more towards what quote unquote people are expecting. Um, so I don't think there's going to be a traditional new order. Cause that's, a new Jedi order. Cause that's kind of the whole point of what the last Jedi was about. Not, is that... not traditional, but more. I do I... think she's going to reach out and try and train people yes. in the light side. I just don't think it's going to have a temple and the order and all the stuff that goes along. No, with it, you know? no, not like that. I feel like it's going to be more like of an even thing, like dispersing this knowledge and helping people figure it out and like creating more teachers and other things like that. And I think because she has these books, I think she, I want to see, I just want to see, I want to see more Jedi and I want to see them not be that great. Well, I'm picturing it being kind of something like the way that like an old school, like traveling preacher yeah. would do. 
And that cool. it'll like spawn little like gorilla cells. Yes. Led by somewhat trained Jedi's. Right, which leads that's... Us, sets us up for like double crosses and crazy shit like that during these yes. ridiculous battles that are gonna happen towards the end of the movie. Now, when I say I want a ridiculous battle, here's the other thing. We've talked about this in the past. I'm not big on crazy action sequences anymore. I just want one really good one at the end. So I want a lot of build up that is that like is a crescendo into this crazy action sequence that really drives the point home. That um, we're going to get I, anyway. That's just the Star Wars formula. Yeah. I don't know. I I get what you're saying about the big action sequence stuff. I just I th- uh I do appreciate it when it's executed in a cool or inventive way. Right, but I want there to be meaning behind the battle. Sure. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I just building up to this is a big battle. No, like you have to have stakes obviously. It's act one. We're on top of the world. Act two. How are we going to do this? Act three. Kill them all. Like that's, <laughs> we don't, we don't need that again. But uh, yeah, it's just, I want to see, like I said, I just want to see a lot of not greatly trained Jedis or Jedis in training. I'll tell you. Fighting for biggest, honor and life and all that good stuff. The biggest thing to me, from my perspective, since I was thinking about this is, I've already told you what my kind of theory on how they're going to tackle Ray and Ben. I I think it would make sense for the two of them to both die at the end of the next one. Mm. Because of the whole discussion we've had on the balancing of the force and everything. Yep. Um, And how if one of them survives or if one of them turns the other, that that would throw everything so far out of balance. Whether or not they actually fully act on that, because you can play with the scales and the you know the the arguments of it all. If the Knights of Ren come back around, right, then that's how you would balance it. If she's training people on the light side, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I think it's super important that Ben does not get to redeem himself. I agree. I don't want that to be the case either. He I... doesn't get a. He doesn't get to have a Darth Vader. No moment. Like at the end of at the end of his life, he has chosen it out of. He's he's figured out emotional manipulation, and we find out in those final moments of how evil he really is that that scene with his father was him emotionally manipulating his father and things like that. Where every action that he's taken in the past two movies are pure evil. That would be awesome. <laughs> I, I don't I don't necessarily I, I understand what you're saying about emotional manipulation, but I don't even necessarily. It doesn't have to be that for you. It doesn't have to be. I can see the argument for it, and mm-hmm. I, maybe there's an element of it, but I, I do think it came down to that was his moment to choose, and he chose. That could be cool, too. And like that's, that's probably more likely what will happen. But Well, what I'm saying is I think now the whole thing with the, – the thing is the scene with Ray, that is 100% manipulation. You're yeah. right about that. Um, But I think that – he, Darth Vader was a tragic figure. Mm-hmm. He is not. No. He's a whiny bitch. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but he's, it's been a series of choices, and he's had opportunities to turn off this path. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I I, I like that. I I really like you. Like you said, I agree with that. I don't want to see him redeem himself at all. That would be, that would be just too too much of the old. Um. There was. I was just gonna say something else that I wanted from this. Uh, I lost it. It's gone. If I if it comes back to me, I'll, I'll uh oh oh 
one more thing, and that is that I want my theory to be proven true. I want the Master Code Breaker to have actually been Lando and us to find that out in the next movie. Well, I suppose I the, first, the, case. the first stage of that theory has come to fruition because Lando's back. Right, 100%. And Maz Kanata is obviously going to have to come back in some way because like, they, they, they're not just going to leave her off there on the side. Uh, but she's going to be like, this isn't the guy that you were talking to? Because this is who I was sent. Like, that's all you got to do. <laughs> this is who well, I Well, they never ended up talking to the guy that she even told them to, allegedly, so. Mm-hmm. And I want him to have lost, I want him to have lost his flower in the bet. It's all, it's all I want. It's, it's, it's very simple. It fits. It would be great. It's just what I want to see. It's just okay. what I want to see. Uh, I just want to be, I just want to be right about this so bad. <laughs> because I've, I've been saying it so early on that, it was like my theory first, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> so I'm very excited about this, and I want it to be the case. Anyway, that's uh, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Was there anything okay. else on that topic? Nope, that's everything for that for now. Let's talk about this Ethan Hawke guy. Okay, what about him? Have you heard some? Have you heard this uh this quote from him? Something about, about Logan superhero movies. Yeah. So it's a it's. It's one quote that's re- that really bothers me, and I understand where he's going with it, and I understand his point of view for some of for some of. I just I just saw that he had a quote. I just didn't care enough to look at it. The quote is paraphrasing: "Logan isn't a great movie. Um, it's a great superhero movie, something like that." It's both. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Agreed. Uh, and his problem was that too much of and what he's what he's driving at is that there's too much stuff that you're not going to get to see because it's not put in front of you because everything else is put so hard by advertising and things like that. Superhero movies are so popular. They're front and center. They're big blockbuster hits. And he's talking about how he can scroll through. I think he says um, he can like scroll through iTunes. And let me see if I can find the quote uh, here. Here's a, here's one of the quotes. I'm always astonished. I'm sure you are too. You can go on Apple TV now and see that Joaquin Phoenix and Gwyneth Paltrow made a movie together that I never heard of. What? And like Matt Damon and Clint Eastwood movie I never heard of. And that's a weird argument to me. Uh, Mostly because that's been going on for like 50 years. That and also I I feel like there's there's different types of people that watch movies. There are people that watch it for the art. There are people that watch it simply to be entertained. There are people that land somewhere in the middle. That's us. I believe that's us. Uh, that's that's the perspective. I think that, we, that we fit we fit into both categories when we choose to. We have the ability to wear yeah. different hats, right? And 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 like us, and who I imagine listeners of this show, your you can you can look at it in, through either lens, and and you but you just you're there to enjoy it. You're there to enjoy your time at the movies. That's the other thing I mean. is, is I don't love this hand wringing thing, and we're all prisoners of the moment at at different times. Like it happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of human nature, but there's always been an evolution of what is in at any given time. And if you look at those sorts of arguments during any of the different discrete ages of cinema, there's always some sort of what was me thing like that. Yeah, but. Taste always changes. I mean, mm-hmm. how many people decried all the shitty big budget blockbuster movies of the 80s and 90s as this is the end of cinema and stuff like that? Sure. And instead, it wasn't. I mean, I guess if you want to say that there's been more of a crowding out 
of the middle class of movie. We've actually talked about that on the show here. Um, but kind of like, like the Heath Ledger Joker said, like we deserved a better class of action movie. And that's mostly what we're getting now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. something like Logan could not and would not have been made in the nineties. Right. And we're going to, we're going to circle back to Logan in a second. Cause it, we do have to talk about that just a little bit more. Um, and, and, and pull that quote apart. But one of the things that I really want to drive home here is I think the act, the opposite of this, I don't think that we're actually being harmed by these things being surfaced to us, like these superhero movies being blockbuster hits and things like that. Today, more than any other time in history of movies, we have immediate access to things that we would have never heard of before. See, funny that you should say that, um, because... I have a very specific example of why you're wrong about that right now. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so watching this week's movie was such a struggle for me. Okay. <laughs> I've seen this movie before once or twice, but it's been a while. So I wanted to refresh my memory before we did this. Uh, sure. So you shared the movie with me uh, through our server online. Um, it took me 45 minutes on Sunday to try and watch the first 15 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. I gave up because it stopped working. <laughs> um, and then I started watching it last night and I saw approximately three more minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then I went to look for completely other ways to f- watch the movie last night. And I literally couldn't even find a place online to pay for the movie. No I got to the point where I was like, I am willing to pay several dollars to watch this movie right now. And Amazon Prime had it on it. And I was like, oh, great. Let me rent it from Prime or buy it on Prime. Went to click on it. It says, this movie's unavailable right now. I was like, you know, okay. you're losing me here. Well, okay. That, uh, that's, I, that is I would, not the same. That's not, a, that's not a counter argument, though, to what I said, though. It's, I said it's a very specific one because it just so happened to happen to me right now. Sure, like, sure. I, and- I, I went through several hours of work trying to find this fucking movie. Yeah. And uh, whether it be paid or not paid, like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, you iTunes. Find it. Could not find access to it even if I wanted to hand them my money. Right. And eventually I finally found a way to watch it that was somewhat less than legal. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's fine. And I, that's... But that's even that was different, though. That's an that's an older movie that you. That's an archive problem. That's something you. There's some for whatever reason there was no quick access to it. Whether it was a licensing thing or just nobody has it available or it wasn't popular enough to be available on something immediately is is one thing. And sure, we're not going to be able. No, not just yet. We're not able to just get anything that we want whenever. But right now, I can find a. Th- thousand indie movies that's not an exaggeration that i've never heard of and i could read synopsis on them and i could watch them immediately on probably over a hundred different streaming services that's true and i'm just calling you out on that bullshit because 10 years ago you would have never heard of and you would have never seen those movies yes i mean there is definitely an argument to be made for the lower and middle class of movies being crowded out at the box office. But if you desire to see a movie, you can find something other than just the big blockbuster movie. Yeah. Fairly easily. Very easily. Uh, 
in my case, it was one specific movie I was having trouble finding, but I could have found many other movies in the same vein as that fairly easily. In fact, I did. Yeah. The happy conclusion to Sunday night, I was like, oh, this would be something that Gianna might enjoy watching with me. Um, she had one of her friends over there like, yeah, let's watch this. This sounds fun. Couldn't watch the movie. I was like, okay, let's find something on Netflix then. And we found another high school yep. comedy type movie that was brand new on Netflix and is getting some hype. They want to watch it. I was like, okay, why the hell not? It was that movie um, to, to all the boys I've loved before or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's getting some hype online and it was actually pretty good. Nice. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing. Uh, it's a little bit difficult sometimes. Uh, for example, earlier today, uh, Kim and I wanted to watch something, and we just couldn't. We just couldn't find it, and it was that was a little frustrating. So we're in a time right now where finding something specific that you want to watch is no. I don't think it's any harder or necessarily better than before. No, because because uh, because twenty years ago, if you were trying to do the thing I was doing last night, it would have been you driving to fifteen different blockbusters. Right, exactly, and and that's yeah, we're we're so done with that. My, I've, I vented my frustration on my computer screen, yeah, as opposed to in the car driving to multiple locations. Right. So, but the the difference is today, what you can do and you can do every hour of the day is think of a style of movie that you want to watch and find that you will find yes. that. If you want that a romantic comedy, if you want a romantic comedy that's kind of dark and probably has a weird nasty twist at the end, like that's very specific, right? You you could probably find that pretty easily yep. on Netflix. Or again, I'm not just saying Netflix. Netflix is in my opinion the biggest player because it's the most accessible one. Well, but, not only that, but in this in this like exact conversation, you're basically using Netflix the way people use Kleenex to talk about tissues, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Netflix and its ilk, like anything. That's right. Like- that's right. But uh, but that's and that's the crazy thing is that there are so many free services out there that you can watch random crap on. Yes. And I, I say random crap. I don't mean crap. Like you can you can find random anything. Like there's there's random free services on Roku, for example. There's plenty of apps yes, my, on that app my, store. My search my search last night led me to download Crackle. And there I was not, able, was not able to find the movie well, on there. But there was a bunch of other movies on there. Right, exactly. And, and movies that I was aware of. Movies that play. I have seen and have not seen. So I disagree with you, Ethan Hawke. And yeah. I think that it's on... If You can watch what you want to watch. More so now than ever. And I just, I just take issue with that statement. You know, when I hear stuff like that, I always think... Ethan, are you jealous because no one's ever called you to be a star of a superhero movie? <laughs> Ethan... Yeah, you have a smart TV, <laughs> but he does because he talks about Apple TV. Um, yeah, no, that's actually pretty funny. He's just bit, you find you come to find out that he's just bitter. Like he was up for Logan for whatever reason, like for some role in it, and he just didn't yes. get it. But uh, so circling back to Logan and why that statement bothers me a lot. There's a lot of things that happen in Logan. We t- we have a Logan episode. Go back and listen to it if you're interested. It's I, I, we both thoroughly enjoy that movie. That was one of our first episodes. It was like our it's very fifth early. episode. Yeah. That- and it's Logan is fantastic, and there's a lot of great things about it. Whether it's the writing, whether it's the acting, the delivery, cinematography, it's all great. There's a lot of great things there. Sure, it has its issues. There's there's little things here and there, but on this show, we don't really focus too. We try to focus on the positive, I find, which is great because there's so much stuff out there that focuses on the negative. So you can come to us for that. Um, but what about the what about that little girl? That's this is the thing I want to focus on. She was tremendous. 
mm-hmm. in that movie. So not just that, but like you can't you can't even make an argument like that is the hundred percent the wrong movie to choose because like it is it is a good it is a certifiably good movie in its own right if you take superheroes out of the equation yeah like you said writing direction acting cinematography like it is a bona fide good movie and great movie there's a here's another quote that makes me concerned about his authority to talk about this movie he says now we have the problem that they tell us logan is a great movie well it's a great superhero movie he said it still involves people in tights with the metal coming out of their hands one of those things is not true there was no tights (laughs) (laughs) that's why i'm just like is this did what where is all this hate coming from (laughs) and now here's the thing this article could be skewed it could be it could be coming off the wrong way it, because it is very paraphrased. This whole thing, honestly. Oh, this, this, I was to say it sounds like some of that is direct quote, like direct well, quote is direct, no, direct that, quote. Those those are those two are direct quotes. I have a feeling that there's a break in there. The way that it said that it didn't come uh, straight across that way. Uh, then again, this is also unfortunately the one. Art, the, I pulled this up in three different places, and the last one that I had open was unfortunately Fox News. So that's where this particular one is coming from. So I don't really get no, but it, that was just an aggregation. I saw yeah. that story today too. It it got picked yeah, up no, by no, no, a bunch no, of that's what I'm saying. So. I've seen it in multiple places, but I opened up one right before the show from a list in flip in the Flipboard, and this is the one that opened up. Um, but like I said, it's 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 all there. A lot of the people were like. We're trying to explain the point that he's making, which we did bring up, but I have my my counter argument still stands, um, and I just thought it, I just thought it was interesting. But my I do take a big issue with saying that Logan is not a solid movie on its own merits. Well, the thing is, like like based on the the one that he chose, like like did you see the movie? Right. Like Ethan Hawke, did you watch that movie? Because if you did, you picked the wrong. There are examples of what your trying to argue you chose the wrong one so you lose some credibility with me you know what's funny maybe like if you pick justice league or something i'd totally get behind well, you like i get well, it no but that he's not he's he's talking specifically about a movie that is praised very highly but is a superhero movie some, so some if people, you said some people praise with that movie well here's the interesting thing what would you think that if he if he made this statement about black panther instead of logan I th- he'd still be wrong. He would be wrong, but I think I could see a little bit more of what he's talking about because Black Panther is well. In that more... case, they, yeah, they did have the tights and everything, but like... right. But it's it's very much it's a yes. That it's one an evolution more... of the modern superhero movie to a very like it's they they really got the formula down for this. movie. Yes, Black Panther is more closely linked to a like a true blue superhero movie. Logan is very much less bad right logan is a we've talked about it's a western it's a it's just like this this crazy going off into the sunset movie it's not with with superhero characters in it yeah but even that like they it's just the wrong choice it's not the, the right movie to, to use minimum you know what i mean like yeah no 100 percent. and that's actually that's kind of the point like the mutants are like dying off and like these are the this is the new wave of them creating this let i don't know it's whatever we're not gonna get too far for much further into that uh logan's a great movie all around i stand by that yeah anyway that's that's it on that i just wanted i was curious what your take is it's sounds like you're pretty much on the same page as me yep do you want to uh you want to take over from here you want to take something 
Uh, sure. Uh, do you have any more news? I've got I've got two more things. One we can potentially skip depending on how how long we go. Okay. Um, I have a general conversation. Two general conversation pieces, although one of them is based on an article that I stumbled on from last week on AV Club. And let's yeah, let's do that one first. Okay. Um, the headline of this story is the creators of the Nintendo 64 GoldenEye have officially ruled that Odd Job is cheating. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that you were a huge GoldenEye fan. I was a pretty big GoldenEye fan, but not having an N64. Obviously, I was sure. quite as big of one as you. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, it was funny. It was just they interviewed a couple of people who made the thing, and it was kind of part of a larger piece about the making of the movie of the of the game and how it walked a very fine line to having been a f- another forgettable movie tie-in game and instead is probably the most influential shooter of the last 25 right. years which is hysterical because yeah it came out way later than the movie if i remember correctly um like, it, like a year or two later yeah it came out in 1997 right uh, and i believe actually wasn't that movie in 95 i think so it's a weird split for a movie tie-in Oh well, yeah, they, they, they took the time to make the move, to make the game. Well, but the thing is, like the the reason that people remember that game is because of the multiplayer, mm-hmm. and that was really late in the development of the game. They yeah. almost didn't do one. Yeah, and Which like the missions on that game are pretty fun on their own. Oh yeah, but I love. I played so many hours of that game; it's ridiculous. <laughs> but this would not have had the staying power, and the. Like entered fully into the zeitgeist like this if it wasn't for the multiplayer, and I just thought that was funny. Like you know, you know, everyone had their own personal rules, like their house rules, and they they mentioned that you know for a certain demographic. This is the the leading paragraph to the story. For a certain demographic, Goldeneye's Goldeneye 007's multiplayer mode is imprinted on the mind. Say the word facility, or if you're the neighborhood bozo faculty, (laughs) and a flood of low res gray and blue tiles. That's so spot on. Conjured. <laughs> Mention <laughs> slappers only and the body tenses in anticipation of a frantic karate chopping melee between swish face versions of James Bond characters. Yep. GoldenEye multiplayer was a staple. The best reason to contort hands around the torturous plastic trident of an N64 controller for hours. <laughs> on this is really well written. That's so great. That's really funny because like at the same time, it's like, that's great that they put this out. But after you think, oh, that's so funny that they actually said that you're also like, but yeah, we know. Our job was cheating um, because it was ubiquitous. Like, odd, like when you played the game, it was like no odd jobs. Yes. And if somebody picked it, you're like, oh, you've never played Goldeneye before. You can't use him. <laughs> and it's really funny because the reason that that thing is broken, that odd job is broken, is the aiming mechanic in that game. If it you had remember, a, it had an assist, right? It had a, it had a, it did have an assist because you needed it at that point. But the way that, and this is why a lot of people struggled with, uh, uh, it, Chris. I don't know if you know this. He struggles with the the current default controls of shooters, where the right stick aims and the left stick moves the feet. You go forward, backward, strafe, left and right. That's what the left that's stick been is for. Everything now. since like two thousand. Halo, I feel like, and maybe a, a few things before that, probably. But that, the yeah, that was the first big main thing that everyone played that had it. Yes, Halo. Right. The Halo combat evolved. Yeah. And and people like Chris were stuck on legacy controls for the longest time because they were familiar with Goldeneye. Now the the way that worked was the left stick moved you forward 
backward and controlled your upper waist left and right. You can tr- this way you were able- because there was only one stick. You yeah, there was no strafe. It was turn fluidly. left, turn right. Right. And you could strafe. You had to use the C buttons. <laughs> it was very weird. Well, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't a stick strafe. That's what right. I'm, it, was, it was very it was silly. But the here's where this gets interesting, though. The key to this is because there is no right stick, you can't look up and down. You had to use the C buttons to look up and down, which yes, is why our job that. is impossible to hit because you are not taking your thumb over to the C button because the C buttons were placed on the other side of the globe. Torturous piece of trident plastic was was a pretty excellent. It was great. Sentence. Yeah, that was that was well crafted. But that's just so funny. This 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 paragraph sums it up. The rest is history. Rare avoided. Rare is the name of the the mm-hmm. developer. Um, well, that wasn't for you. I figured you knew that. Uh, avoided the grim reality of a world. I forgot other people are listening. <laughs> yes, it's easy to do that. Um, of a world devoid of entire summer days, annihilated at the altar of Golden Eye multiplayer, and ushered in. Fights a plenty with the jerks who picked Golden Gold, Goldfinger's diminutive dapper assassin. Odd job as their character. Yeah. On this last point, the interviews are completely clear. It's definitely cheating to play as Odd Job, according to GoldenEye's gameplay and engine programmer Mark Edmonds. We could have put something in to stop this blatant cheating, but why not just let players figure out or decide on their own rules? <laughs> that's, not, that's great. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you came across that as well. You should um, definitely put that story in. The um the flipboard. Yeah, that's a that's a good call. You want to send me that link? I will absolutely do that. I'm gonna drop it in the outro for you. Wonderful, wonderful. Moving on, I've got another funny one here. One that I don't want to skip. This is from High Snobiety, <laughs> which is a great name for a website. Love it. Uh, the article is titled "Picture of Keanu Reeves going ham on a horse is taking Twitter by storm." <laughs> I saw the picture and already oh. I have seen it being made into uh, all sorts of beams. So. Right, and that's and that's what this this article is. It's an aggregation of all of these tw- like amazing tweets. So I'm just gonna read some of them for you. You can look up the picture pretty quickly, I'm sure, if you just Google Keanu Reeves on a horse. But I think if you just Google Keanu Reeves, you'll find it, it because it's, it's been be all over result. for the last few hours. And by the time you guys listen to this, it will have been, it will have invaded your life. So one of the main pictures I can just describe this very easily for you is horse. Keanu Reeves as John Wick on the horse, pointing a gun off to the side at someone's head who is on a motorcycle. That's yep. one of the main ones here. And some of the, I'm just going to read you some of these tweets because they're amazing. Uh, this one is from at Fade to Zach. John Wick 3 is already the best movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I think Which that I was love. the first time I saw the picture. I think I saw that tweet. Then there is one that somebody, he wrote on top of it. It's on John Wick, it says me. On the horse, it says the horse I rode in here on. And the guy, it says someone that said, fuck you and the horse you rode in here on. <laughs> Which is just excellent. And then his tweet says, just go ahead and hold my calls until John Wick 3. <laughs> that's that's good. That's pretty meta. Absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm ecstatic to learn John Wick 3 takes place at medieval times. <laughs> uh Turns out John Wick 3 is an episode of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, that I always wanted. <laughs> wow. But uh, I'm, I, we're, we're excited for this. If you listen to the show, you know that. We absolutely love John Wick. Can't wait to see this third one. I just, it's, I feel like from the minute the, it goes from the black screen into the movie, it's just going to be chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this might be the opening scene of the movie. 
<laughs> which I mean, that wouldn't be too far off from the last one. I mean, I would love to know the context of him riding that horse down a city street. What if you do of bitches in the head with a gun? <laughs> do that classic movie thing where you're trying to make something so much more serious than it needs to be. So he's riding on the horse, right? He shoots all these people. It goes, it's black screen. It's like, now how did we get here? <laughs> like do one of those. No, I'm picturing like playing against type. I want them to be playing horse with no name. Yeah. <laughs> As he's riding through the streets, shooting people on a horse. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Can't wait for John Wick 3. Uh, I'm going to skip the last story that I had here, which was just upcoming fall flicks. Uh, that'll just be a natural part of this show as fall carries on. Uh, so did you have, you had some more stuff that you want to go over? Just one other thing. Um, what do you got? We've talked a decent amount on here about, uh, some of the frustrations of the walking dead. Yeah. And how, have have we, (laughs) how a lot of the show and a lot of the episodes, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched an episode of TV last night um, from this little show called Better Call Saul. You may have heard of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think I said on air last week is the, the current leader in the clubhouse who are best show currently on TV. Um, last night's episode was largely from a plot standpoint about absolutely nothing. It's one of those holding pattern episodes. <sighs> one might call it a character study episode. Right. That's that's what you say to defend it. It was still a very good episode of television. Which just shows you that if you know what you're doing and you know how to write, mm-hmm. you can do that. Yeah. How many how many further- minutes were close up face shots? <laughs> Well, you None. know, I know, I know you don't watch Saul, but you watch Breaking Bad, and it's I watched like people. a season or two of Saul. I, I do okay. like it. I just have to go back and finish it. Well, meaning you know how the show works. Yeah. So there, there's often montages where you're not sure what's going to happen until it's done, mm-hmm. and they shoot from curious angles. Um, there was no more or less of it than you would expect in any other. Actually, there was like a full blown shootout in this episode, which you never really see in those shows. Especially Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, largely, the, the plot was fairly light in this episode, as far as like the central story. And I s- did not feel like I wasted my time having watched the episode. That's good to hear. Which, when you think about how many episodes ostensibly have a decent amount of plot in The Walking Dead, that I do feel like I wasted my time watching, just goes to show you how far that show has fallen yeah. and what good, good, what really good television still looks like. I just love that you get that story, Andrew Lincoln's leaving Walking Dead, and you're like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I read that story, and I was like, I should probably leave, too. Yeah, right. Well, if everybody else is gets, going, I'll see myself paid, out. He gets paid millions of dollars, and he's walking away from it. He's the and first person to leave zero. the party, and you realize, oh, it's okay to leave, too. <laughs> I get paid zero dollars, and I haven't left, and... You know what? Let's 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 make a pact. When him and Lauren Cohen leave, I'm gonna leave too. Okay. Uh, I'll be here to continue to complain about it because I'm stuck. Well, because largely, I, I've I know I said I've said the same thing, but largely the only reason I stay is because I've invested so much time and in carrying into these characters. If those characters aren't there anymore, then why am I gonna stay around if the show's not good anymore? 
But the thing is, they've they've nailed the fact that it's now turned into a train wreck, and I can't look away. I like I need to see how bad is this really gonna get. And then it's like, yeah. wow, we are thirty minutes in, and the camera is still up his nose. <laughs> like that's this is I I can't let go of this. If you go back and watch the last season of Walking Dead, and you put a montage together of all the clips that were up someone's nose, you you got about 30, 40 minutes of footage. It's ridiculous. There was a whole there was like a whole opening before the credits roll that was just that, and <laughs> and they did fade transitions between different people's nostrils. It's it's bad. It's real bad. It made me so mad. I took a picture of it and I posted it out. It's it's absurd. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm still gonna watch it. Um, I watched that show into the ground, but not with AMC commercials. That's not that's not a thing anymore. Well, I do it too because I I refuse. I don't watch it on Sunday nights anymore. Absolutely not. No, you can't I watch mean, that show one, live. One half season mistake. airs during football season anyway, and that's supposedly yeah. That's typically the the one of the best games of the week is Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just watch that, and then at some point during the week I get around to watching it. So I fast forward through anything that I don't want to see, which yeah. sometimes is actual runtime. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, the <laughs> last the last season of that was a was a Monday night show for me for sure. Ah, man, that's so frustrating. Can we move on to something happier? Yeah, let's move on to the movie. Oh yeah, man, get over it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you brought this one to light because I. Well, actually, let's let's give credit where credits due. Uh, this was a listener recommendation. Right. Uh, it is a movie I had seen before, but I would not have pitched it for the show except that I was pushed by a listener. So, so to be clear, your suggestions work. Send those. To flicks in a six at spinchoon.com. Carry yes. on. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, it's a movie that I enjoyed. It wasn't one that I necessarily would have thought to do for the show, um, but I definitely don't regret having the opportunity to sit back down and watch it again, no matter how tortured that process was. Because um, it's a fun, funny movie. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't call it a classically good movie. No, but it's a classic of this type of movie. Yes, it is a very good example of this particular genre of movie, of which I have watched many, and I'm sure many yes, of you have watched. Absolutely. Because it's a fun type of movie to watch. And here's the thing. I think I've probably said this before, and I'm sure I've heard other people say that they watch, like that these types of movies are a guilty pleasure of theirs. No. It, this, There's this no guilt. Guilty pleasure. No, no guilt. Because this is super entertaining. Just enjoy it and own it. Because I do from now on. This is not a guilty pleasure. This is the type of movie that I absolutely love. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with it. I, it's a not so guilty pleasure. How about that? There you go. There you go. I'll take that. That's a that's a happy balance. So this is just. I your... always say that because there is like more classically good iterations of this, like a John Hughes sure. type of movie or like a super bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and mean, this is this is up there. It's very entertaining. It's not like as good as a, in my opinion, it's not as good as a She's All That or um, 10 Things I Hate About You or things that I love because 10 Things I Hate About You is probably my um, the top of that list for me for these types of movies because I absolutely I absolutely love that movie. But, I never saw that. Oh, well, we'll <laughs> have to make that happen. But this is just it's just a '90s style high school flick, and even more so, it's because this movie was 2001. It was right. very that 1999 to like 2002, 2003 like bracket of time. But this is that 
to a T. Although it does have some callbacks to slightly older movies. And that's and it's great. I love that because of what I my first pull that I wrote like I think twenty minutes into the movie was this has all the hallmarks of a nineties flick. It was made in two thousand. It has glow sticks <laughs> and absurd CG and Coolio. <laughs> <laughs> like for. Two and a half seconds. <laughs> I'm yes. not even certain he has a line. He just goes like, what? And that's it. So brief that <laughs> at first I wasn't sure it was him, even though they said his name, because they yep. said his name kind of trailing off. Yeah. And, like, that's the only reference to the fact that it's him. Yeah. So it's, it's almost one of those things that, like, you have to know it's him to know it's him. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's so, you know, and that's the that's the great thing about these, uh, like, the, the early 2000 like high school style movies is that at that point they've kind of mastered that nineties high school movie formula that they've been going for. Yes. And they have like, they understand what works. So I feel like at the, in the 2000 range, they're more polished. Yes. As polished would go for a flick like this, but it's, it's just, it's so it entertaining. Has stuff like, stuff like, like where him like screaming, no, is like the, the, the screen is like, like yes. blowing out away from his face, like stuff like that. Like that is, hundred percent of that time uh, exactly and it's it's so much fun it's it's feel good it's entertaining it's it's hysterical at times like there's just also very a very cool snapshot of a particular time where this is a loaded cast but yeah. most of them weren't actually famous yet like Which Kirsten so Dunst cool. was already pretty well known at that point I guess mm -hmm. but still not super famous yeah because it was still another year until the first spider-man came out mm-hmm um and most, so like most of those like kids like. Well, let's were... let's go over that list. Uh, we've got uh, Kirsten Dunst. We have Ben Foster, who I recognize from a few things here. I'm gonna pull him up because I'm not sure. I, Alpha Dog is one of the ones that I'm thinking of. Yeah, he right? was in the yep, he was Dog. in the, the mechanic remake with Jason Statham. Okay, and he's he's good. I also he's in um. There's a lot of older things that he's in, like during that time or younger. That I just like when I saw I when I looked him up, I was like, this guy looks familiar. And I looked him up and I saw him now, and I was like, oh, he aged well, <laughs> like because he was like you know super geeky nerd in this movie or like look well, in this movie. Well, he was in uh, was like he? Sharper. I think he was in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um. So who else do we have here? Uh, Shane West. Colin Hanks, I guess, was kind of known-ish at this time. I guess maybe – was this, I think, a year before Orange County, which I think kind of put him more on the mm -hmm. map. But also he's Tom Hanks' son, so. Right. Zoe Saldana? Was no one at that point. Right. Mila Kunis was no one. She wasn't Meg yet. Right. Um, yeah. When does uh, – and how far in advance of that 70 show is this? Uh, that is a question that I do not have the answer to because I am not a fan of that show. I'm going to look it up real quick because I'm curious. When did that 70s show first air? And while that's loading, let's look, let's continue down this list. What else do we got here? Cisco? Yes, which that's a hysterical inclusion into this whole thing. Oh. Actually, she was already on that 70s show. Was she? It started in 98. I didn't realize it was that Holy moly, that show started in 98. Good lord. That's insane. I enjoyed that show. I know you said you weren't a fan, but I, I had fun with that. Um, 
Coolio, before you expand the cast list, Coolio is on it. I just want to point that out. <laughs> As is vitamin C. Right, right. Which, let's talk about that for a second. That opening <laughs> that opening sequence after he's dumped. And they just come out of the garage. Like, you hear the music start to play, and then you're like, oh, no. It's playing live behind him <laughs> as, yes. they, as they come down the street. And you See, have that's a, a classic th- 90s high school style of the that actual was, music being played on screen. That was definitely, although not even um, high school style per se, because when yeah, I think of that, style. when I think of that sort of thing, the first thing that comes to mind is something about Mary. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, what a great movie. It's a great movie. I love that movie. It's so funny. But yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what that was. And it was just, they, they absolutely kill it. Um, it also has some of the some of this like the hallmarks of those movies, such as the rooftop serenade that is obviously not sweet at all and absolutely terrifying. After Allison breaks up with him and he goes to her house and he's standing on the roof and he's like scream singing into her window and his two friends are just singing right, Allison. Yeah, and his two friends are right underneath the the, the garage, just like no. <laughs> the commentary, the commentary is great, and his when he he says he sings my aim is true, and then two seconds later falls off the thing and yep. off screen you hear your aim sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly. I, if you know to make it to even more put that '90s brand on it, um, like I said, I, I'm well aware this movie was a 2001 movie. It's a '90s movie though. The the uh, when he's on stage doing his uh, his audition, and he does big, the, big, the red. big red jingle, amazing, absolutely amazing, gets the crowd roaring. Now, no, incredible, inspired song choice. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> but the I just love that, and then everybody joins in. It's like yeah, like yeah, back then you all know the you everybody knows the lyrics to that song. That's how yes. that's how ingrained it was in your memory. Now Martin Short though. Steals the show whenever he's on. Absolutely. And he's hysterical and he's awful in every way. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's just the absolute worst, but he's so funny. Yeah, no, he's very underrated in general. He kills me. I Yeah, I, I find him to be hysterical. The thing is, he's a he is a great supporting character because you can't, you really can't take too much of that. Because yeah. if you overdo it, it just gets old quick. Mm-hmm. And just like just those little doses here and there throughout the movie, just make it like like oh god, what is this? What is this guy gonna say next? Like what's this thing now? And then it's something absurd, obviously. And he has the most ridiculous name, which I think I it was what I called you earlier, Doctor Desmond yeah. Forrest Oates. <laughs> what is that? I, I wrote this song uh, for Diana Ross, actually. <laughs> yeah, Bobby De Niro once told me. Well, he said it in an interview that I read that. <laughs> So silly, and he's he's kind of like this is he's a play director or a school play director, and he's he's absolutely terrible, and this is like his last shot. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be directing stage productions by homeless people in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> that was so ridiculous. Um, so the general we have that the the, the douchey. The douchey guy with the accent that is striker. Striker, thank you. With the fake accent that gets finally gets called out like halfway through the movie, which I think is great. Well, he was called out at the very beginning when he says he's got like a Madonna thing going on. Yeah, (laughs) 
Wait, who, she's here. Who, who Madonna? <laughs> and on that note, one of my favorite parts, uh, because of his like whole boy band scene that he was in, and uh, the main character goes, "I think I could take this backstreet bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing. There's some. There's some just very silly lines in it. And on top of all of this, it's a you know, there's a there's a high school play going on. That's like the main premise. Is like they're working. They're they're all trying to get onto the play. Um, he, the main character is getting into the play so that he can kind of thwart this guy that is now courting his ex-girlfriend. But well, that was kind of what I said to the girls to get them to watch the movie. I was like, it was basically a high school musical before high school musical was a thing and right. also better. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> and what, what, what you get out of that is in the end, you do get the play. Which is what's the that's that's the best because the music when you start listening to the ridiculous lyrics it's hysterical. Oh my god! The final like the finale of this movie like the whole the whole third act during the well, play first of all, is first hysterical. Of all, if if you didn't get a chance to if you hadn't figured out that the play that that they're doing and that the movie itself is loosely based on is a midnight summer's a midsummer's night dream a midsummer's night dream but he called it a midsummer's rocking yep something like that or something like that. <laughs> Rocking is in the title of the production. <laughs> a Midsummer's Rock and Dream, A Midsummer Rock and Roll. I forget what it was called. But... It was. I think it was like a Midsummer's like Rocking Dream or something like yeah. that. Or... And then when it opens up, it's just like this. It's like this absurd song that is, does not fit the tone of the no. of the play, but it makes it that much more fun. Yes. And it has again when we're talking about like the hallmarks of these type, types of movie. There's that one character, the Kirsten Dunn's character who is just a professional songwriter at in high school. That's just, she's just trip, like incredible at songwriting. <laughs> well, it was a low bar to clear because he clearly wasn't very professional. Right. No, I, I know, but like it's, it's so high quality production. Like they don't even try to make it just okay. Like it's, it's yeah. way better than it should be. <laughs> like to really prove a point. And like these, I love, this is the other thing that I love about these high school movies is they're so, I feel like when they're written and created, it's just certain things that you remember from those times. So you're still so out of touch with what you things were really like when you were in high school. It's like these are they're they act and do things that full fledged adults do. And yeah, I mean, I've never heard of a high school where everyone at the school was going to the same nightclub together. Right, right, <laughs> right, or going to a strip club where they're not or of age. Going to a strip club or allowing the crew of high schoolers to work with pyrotechnics unsupervised yep and everybody's i think everybody's driving even though the cast is a mix between like sophomores and seniors <laughs> yes <laughs> it's it's so silly like, like that's like one of those things where i feel like you you don't you don't pay too much attention to that you don't really care it's just a funny thing to note when you're when you're thinking back on it now or, or the fact that like most of them looked roughly high school age, but Melissa Sage Miller had the whole Olivia Newton John Stocker Channing. Clearly, she's thirty five, even yeah. though she's playing a senior in high school. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. What? It's so silly. The uh, the parents. Oh yeah. Oh, first of all, Ed Begley is like Martin Short, criminally underrated supporting yeah. actor in like everything. He's hysterical. Always funny. Like playing cool dad, and I, I think I've seen the mother and stuff too. I just can't. Same. Liar, liar. She was the uh, the lawyer. Yes. What is it? What, oh, what's that great line from it? 
overactor in the post credits. Yes. <laughs> no, oh, the man. two of them are great as his parents, and like the fact that they're like trying so hard to be like like cool mom and cool dad, and like like oh, you should have told us you were having a party. We would have ordered pizzas. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like of all the. You shouldn't trust me. Like, I had a party with my parents. Why are you not mad? Like, yeah, he gets arrested and they take him out for frozen yogurt. Yeah. Hysterical. Now, not only did they take him out for frozen yogurt, I'm pretty sure they said, oh, we should go get frozen yogurt. Unless, and they basically said, unless you want to go home and jerk off. Yes. (laughs) And he goes, I think just frozen yogurt, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So the characters, though, because there's parallels there and they're meant to be between the play and the movie itself like it's it's very meta for 2001 <laughs> which is okay. i guess that's actually the signature of this time and this like type of low, movie. low budget no name high school comedy yeah so the uh the character the characters of those the fairies are like these kind of mischief makers it seems the, like the fairies are like loki the mvp of this movie right now the the parallel of the fairies though i feel are the two parents and colin hanks in what way? They are they're there kind of just creating like pushing the character a little bit forward or creating mm. a little bit of chaos or something and just like making you go with the flow. <laughs> like the, yes. the reason with the parents being this this whole thing. There's a crazy house party, they don't shut it down, they just you know, they, they bolster it. And then Colin Hanks throws the party to begin with. That's why I, I put him in that same bucket. But also he threw that party at Ben Foster's house. Correct. Without Ben Foster being present or being aware. Correct. Like, how? <laughs> <laughs> you, we don't we don't ask these questions. That's like, that's they're how. in and around the house. Like, <laughs> like it's like fully catered, like yep. punch and like speakers and everything inside of another person's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are these are the types of things that you don't ask when you watch a movie like this. Like, like any of these it's movies that have a house party, you're like, it this time. well, but, but any of these movies, whether it's this or, um, can't hardly wait or like any of those movies when they have the house party, you're like, this would have taken days to set up. <laughs> and he did it in like three hours finding out that his parents were in town. I, he did it between stopping at the music store <laughs> and them going their separate ways. Yes. Oh my God. So good. I just I have I just love these movies so much. They're so much they're, they're just feel good entertaining movies. And sometimes that's what you want. Ethan Hawke, sometimes you just want just a a movie to laugh at and enjoy your time. You don't it doesn't not everything needs to be like an art piece. Ah. I love it. So, no, so I, much fun. It's just like it looks like they're having fun doing it like like the big red scene like shit like that like it, I'm sure there's some overacting in all of this like but like they all look like they're having fun. The main cast has good chemistry. The mm-hmm. scene at the end when the two of them are dancing and singing and competing yeah. for this is one of the earliest dance battles. <laughs> yeah, the whole dance battle thing. Like he literally punches him in the face somehow and gets away with it. No <laughs> one notices. Well, and that's I like that you said no one notices because that's where Colin Hanks watching the play comes in. This is one of the things that I love that these movies do. It, it has to be absurd, right? They have to kind of go over the top and you have to just accept the things that are going on. But there's always like a grounding character who borderline breaks the fourth wall. And that's what yes, Colin Hanks like is doing. 
the voice of reason slash voice of skepticism throughout the course of it? Well, at, at least during that scene, do, during the scene of the play, because everybody else is super into it, laughing, enjoying it, applauding. And he's just got this look on his face of, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Which is how you should feel as the audience member. And it just works so well. And having that this like discrepancy between him and like literally everybody else in the room is just it's just so funny. And also again, the whole the whole side story with the um the 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 like the girl with like the curse. Yeah. Like what the fuck was going on? It's, you know what I love about that? It's completely unnecessary, but I love every second. It's entertaining. There's no yeah. reason for it at all. It ha- it serves no purpose. It's just some extra thing that they wrote in that they thought was funny. Well, and like each like scene that she's in, like it's pretty snappy. Like it goes by pretty quick, and it's good. Like just like kind of like a pressure valve of like you know like just have a quick laugh. Like yeah, doesn't matter at all other than for a laugh. That that's right. all. That's all she's there for. Doesn't and have anything also, to do with the story up until the very end. And all three guys needed to end up with a girl. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the other part of it too. It was a real left field thing because everything else was obviously having built to the first couple of times that um, that Cisco and Mila Kunis are and he's just staring there with his yep. like like mouth agape and she's like, "Can I help you?" And he's like, yeah, no. <laughs> and they did like two or three times. I love like that. in the first ten minutes of the movie. His his whole dance sequence is great too, where he is not part of the play. Somebody breaks their leg. No, no. The, the oh, he that gets was the, drunk. Yes. Yeah. And no. He got he got drugged at the party. Yeah. What? No. He didn't. He get sick because somebody puked in the punch bowl. I think that's what happened. Oh, did someone throw up in the punch bowl? I actually, I got, I was a little distracted watching at that at that exact yeah. part of the scene. But like, I remember him, someone making a comment about the punch, and I just assumed that being a big party in a punch bowl, I assumed someone spiked it. No, someone. I'm pretty sure someone threw up in it. But anyway, this so this guy, for whatever alcoholic reasons, can't be in the play. Then Martin Short's like, well, this whole play is already a disaster. Anybody here can dance? <laughs> and that's basically how that goes down. And he kind of, I my, my coach calls me. What is he? What does he call him? Crazy legs. Coach calls me crazy legs. <laughs> Super. <laughs> Super. <laughs> And then I love – so he get, he gets on stage and he's, like, getting into it. And um, he's starting to win Mila Kunis' character over, like, because they're dancing. They're having a good time. And then when the actual part comes up in the play and he's just he just, like, goes all out and improvises and he's doing flips and all sorts of crazy spins. And everybody else just kind of moves to the side. It's just so funny. And I love – what I love about that is Martin Short's watching the play. And right before it starts, he's like, well, here goes this disaster. And then it starts and people are enjoying it and he's like he's watching and he's so excited about it. And like he goes he's a roller coaster of emotions yes. in the seat and it's it's so funny and it's so well done. And then at the very end, when everybody's applauding, he's so proud of himself for having done nothing. Yes. <laughs> it's literally everybody else. Well at the end, they completely change the ending of the play. Yes. That <laughs> they completely go too. off strip. Like he starts well, what what's his name? Even like like Shane West goes, wait. There's no rhyming in this. Yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, the pyrotechnics blow him up. Yes. Launches the uh, launches the accident prone girl a thousand feet in the air and lands in Colinaic's arms. A fitting ending to this Beautiful. ridiculous movie. <laughs> Beautiful. No. Let's talk about the fitting ending. And that is the during the credits musical number. 
with Cisco and with, vitamin C. With Cisco, yes. And in that moment, it took me. It starts off, and I'm enjoy, I'm very much enjoying it. This is, I mean, this is great to <laughs> watch. It's hysterical. Uh, real like. It's Cisco getting getting into this song. He's dancing. He's grooving. He's feeling it. He's moving around. And I can't help but notice for like a minute and a half, maybe two minutes, I'm like, God, like, he reminds me of somebody. I'm like, who is this that he reminds me of? And then it dawns on me and I go, oh, my God, Cisco is Ruby Rod <laughs> in, in that scene. <laughs> and it's, it's spot. I feel like it's so spot on that that's. Who the character is based off. <laughs> Way less annoying. <laughs> Way less annoying. Except that he is still doing some of like the high high notes and the facial expressions that go along with it. Are yeah, but he very can much. actually sing. He yeah, has know, a good voice. I know, I know, I know that. <laughs> but it's it's so good. And it's it's oh man. I I just I I want to watch it again. I I'd love it. to watch it uninterrupted. <laughs> yeah, that would that'd be that'd be good for you. Now, so in the end, did uh, Gianna actually get to see it? No. All right, so we're gonna have to make that happen. Yes. We we'll have, you know, what we'll have to do is we'll. They have to seemed get... interested through the first fifteen minutes of the movie. So. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll get a list of the best ones to watch that are in this genre, and we'll we'll introduce her to them. We may end up having to do that other movie I just mentioned. We may have to give ourselves a few weeks to kind of. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we can't we like... can't do them all at once. And then, but uh, like, that was actually a pretty solid movie. I think you guys would enjoy that. A few months after that, we'll do 10 Things I Hate About You so that you can finally see that. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. We should all watch that one together. It's very entertaining. Okay. Okay. Maybe we'll do is that one as cheesy as this? You know what it is? It, it's not... Is it as cheesy? I mean, I want to be less, clear. No, it's it, less... It, it, was it's, cheesy. it was cheesy in a good way, but it is undeniably cheesy. It's, it's less cheesy than that, than this movie. Okay. It's more. It, it's more well done. And the thing is, I feel like every character in that movie that is not super well known is a high caliber actor. <laughs> so, it you got Heath Ledger, Joseph Gordon Levitt, Julia Stiles. Um. Oh, what's his name? What's his name? I can't remember his name. Anyway, there, there's 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 some good people in it. I'm pretty sure I only knew that Heath Ledger. Now, I think I knew Julia Sauls, and I definitely did not know that Joseph Quinlan was in that movie. And yeah, they're, and they're they're all fantastic. So like, I think it's just a uh, it's just it's just a solid cast of characters, and the you know just a all around good feeling movie. Been done before. There's a lot of similarities between it and other things, uh, and other movies in this genre. But it's it's one it's it's probably my favorite of the genre. I was surprised. Rewatching this because it's been quite a while since I'd seen it. That um, just kind of how much of like this like surrealism that they leaned into with this, mm-hmm. but like they did they didn't overdo it because if they if they had put much more in it would have been way too much. Yeah, it's actually not a terribly made movie. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 what it, it's what I want from that time. Yes, it's what I want. Also, what I want is more scenes of him getting shot with a crossbow. That was. I completely forgot about that scene, and I remember I was like, I saw like the like the cover of the movie, and I was like confused. I was like, I don't remember there being a fucking crossbow. Like, what is it? and then she, she shoots she him. Shoots I was like, him. oh my god, yes, so funny, man. If you if you've gotten this far and you haven't seen it already, just just watch it. If you're in the mood for a good time, get some popcorn going. 
Sit back. It's a pretty short movie. It's, it's not even short. an hour and a half long. It, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's totally worth it. Pick it up. And, like, I, I also kind of got a kick out of that opening song that we're talking about with, with uh, Vitamin C. Like, they did the whole song. The whole song. Like, it was... Ending in, like, a blood-curdling scream, right? Is that how that... Yeah, him screaming, like, just because it finally hits him, because he's yeah. just, like, in a daze up until that point. Um, Because, like, it kind of went the whole, like, family guy route, like, that we talk about, where it keeps going, and it keeps going, and it's like, okay, like, they're going to really do this whole song for five minutes, uh, yeah. and it comes back around, and it's like, yeah, no, that was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that, and I hope you did, too. Solid movie. Anything else? No, I think that's about it for me. Nice. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. Thank you for joining us. If you want a topic for the show and you want us to do a movie or something else you want us to cover, please send those suggestions to Flicks in the Six at spintune.com. We'll be back next week for more movie and beer goodness. With that, I'm Anthony Costanzo. He's Alessandro Biolsi. Until next time, cheers. <laughs>